It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The regular season is over for the Louisville Cardinals. So on today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast, we are going to give out our final grades for the regular season for the Cardinals, uh, the offense, the defense, and the team as a whole. So with that being said, stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. Sorry, I have to untangle this microphone cord. Uh, but as always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned in the opener, we are giving out grades for the conclusion of the regular season for the Louisville Cardinals football team, beginning with the offense, then going to the defense, and then concluding the show by giving a grade for the overall team effort this season. We did this segment um, at the conclusion of the first half of the season, and offensively speaking, the grade wasn't the greatest. The point of emphasis heading into the second half of the season was to become more consistent throughout games, um, starting out better, not having to uh, build up offensive momentum throughout the duration of the first half, but to start out uh, firing on all cylinders and you know, scoring early. The second half of the season, it was kind of hit or miss. Mostly the Cardinals, it took some time to build that offensive momentum. Now, granted, there were some injuries offensively. Um, speaking at the quarterback position, Malik Cunningham um, hurt his hand in the second half of the James Madison game, only played a half of football against Clemson, missed the NC State game as a whole, and then only played a couple drives against Kentucky's. So you have to talk about health. I think it's definitely something that uh, plays a 
role when it comes to the offensive cohesion. Um, running back-wise, Travion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell didn't really appear in the second half of the season. Um, Cooley did have uh, a couple of solid performances in the middle of the year. Tyon Evans battled injury, but... Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner rose to the occasion and put forth some very impressive rushing performances. But overall, I think that the Louisville offense throughout the course of the season just left too much to be desired. For me, my offensive grade for the Cardinals is a C. Um, when you look at the statistics, I'm going to read off some of the statistics uh, from the offensive uh, side of the ball. Um, one thing to talk about um before that is the fact that Louisville had the 19th best schedule in the country, uh, strength of schedule. So um, that is definitely something to look at and take into consideration. It, Louisville, for the most part, had a very solid schedule. As much as people want to um, just bash the ACC, Louisville played some very, very solid competition. So you have to talk about the competition that they played. But at the end of the day, this was an offense that came into the season. A lot of veterans up front on the offensive line, a quarterback that has been in the system for multiple seasons, a solid running back room. I know you lost D Wiggins to injury, but still very solid receivers. Um, a great tight end in Marshawn Ford. And that was supposed to be, you know, a building point for this season you know when you talk about the preseason because there were a ton of personnel returning now granted uh there were some you know concerns over the depth in the wide receiver room i get it uh but still i think that there is talent at that position so um running the ball i think that Maybe it wasn't as good as it was last year, but I think that the Cardinals were decent rushing the football. They were 34th in the country, 193.4 yards per game. But after that, statistically all across the board, very pedestrian numbers, middle of the pack or even you know in the bottom half of the NCAA, especially in the passing game. And when you talk about the uh, number of returnees, for this season, the um, the production that you were bringing back from 2021, there really wasn't too much of an excuse for the lackluster offensive performances that Louisville consistently put onto the field. Uh, now, granted, yes, you have to deal with injuries. You'll talk about injuries, and you know you look at this and think, okay, well, Dalton, it's kind of unfair to use injuries against this team. As much as I acknowledge that point it still plays into the overall picture of the offense um, because every team is dealing with injuries. It's about having that depth to be able to rise to the occasion, and it plays a role for sure, 100% in the offensive grades of the season because you still have to execute. Louisville really wasn't all that good statistically. They were 76th in the country points per game, 27.2. Yards per game, they were 56th, uh, 405.1. Um, third down conversions, 90th, uh, just under 37%. Red zone, they were 63rd, um, 22 touchdowns to 16 field goals. Completion percentage, 84th, 59.4%. Sacks allowed, 73rd, 2.17 per game. Um, passing the football, 93rd, 211 so uh, statistically, it's extremely um, telling as to how 
I wouldn't say mediocre, but I think that um, what these statistics reveal is how inconsistent the offense was. Um, there were moments of absolute brilliance. There were some drives throughout games that you look at it and you're like, wow, this is what this offense could be. If they could do this consistently, there's no telling what this team could do, right? But still, I, I think that um, I was just left with more to be desired just throughout the season. And I don't think that numbers lie per se, but sometimes they don't also tell the full story or give the full context. So you look at the numbers and you see how pedestrian they are, but you also realize, hey, sometimes that doesn't tell the full story. It's hard to not, um, or it's hard to spin these numbers. Um, I think play calling was an issue as well. The Cardinals were predictable at handfuls of at a handful of times this season. Um, you know, running the football became very predictable. The Cardinals got themselves in third and long situations and they were 90th in the country in converting on third down. So offensively speaking, um, it, it's really hard to um, give this grade anything higher than a C because, I mean, let's be honest, the second half of the season, Louisville's defense carried them to victory multiple times. And if the Louisville offense had you know, shown up against Clemson or Kentucky, those could be wins as well. Now, granted, those are two solid defenses on the road, so you have to take that into consideration. But still, I, I mean, there were, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times the team scored over uh, or at least 30 points. Um, two of those games were against um, non-Power 5 opponents. So I think that just offensively, I understand that injuries definitely hurt the team's cohesion on the field in terms of the passing game because you had to um, you know, bring Brock Doman up to speed, and he worked through some of his um, you know, growing pains. Malik Cunningham dealt with injuries, and when he was healthy, you know, very solid as a runner, but still, you know, struggled um, throwing the football at times, especially the deep ball. It, it just seemed like Louisville's defense or Louisville's offense, I should say, not the defense yet. Louisville's offense was predictable and, you know, the lack of a home run threat at wide receiver uh, really hurt the Cardinals. Um, it was just a matter of many things. Uh, protection wasn't the greatest at times. The quarterback play, um, injuries to the running back room, not so much that, but still that is something to focus on. Um, wide receivers, uh, you know, with the lack of separation created. And also, you know, talking about penalties. Penalties were definitely a big um, problem through the first nine games of the season. So a lot of things play into this grade, but I'm going with the C for the Cardinals offense just because of the lack of consistency and the um, quality product on the field uh, scoring the football. So um, had its moments, but the Louisville offense still a lot to be desired. So uh, transitioning over into the defense, the Cardinals defense, I think, was very, very solid um, for the most part. We're going to talk about uh, the defense's grade here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Omaha Steaks. December is right around the corner. That means Christmas is getting closer, and there's no better gift 
than Omaha steaks. My family has been exchanging Omaha steaks for a couple years now, and it is great. Um, the steak experts at Omaha steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code locked on at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary's butcher's cut filet mignon, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Uh, Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com using the promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So moving right on along into the defensive grade for the Louisville Cardinals, um, I think that it was a tough start to the season for the Louisville defense. Um, the Syracuse game was tough. I think they stepped up big against Central Florida. Florida State had some issues. Boston College had some issues. Um, but really, other than that, I think it was a solid season for the Louisville defense. And if you would have told many Louisville fans before the season that it would be the Cardinals' defense that led the way rather than the offense, I think most fans would be thoroughly surprised. Statistically, I, I think that um, maybe the statistics don't jump off the page in certain aspects, but when you focus on the offensive struggles as well and what the Louisville defense had to do to you know, come out victorious in certain games— I think the Louisville defense deserves an A at the end of the regular season. Statistically, let's run through some numbers. 20th in the country in points per game, 20.2. Um, 34th in yards per game allowed, 34 or 347.1. Um, they were 38th in passing, 206.5 yards per game. 49th in rushing, 140.6. Um, third down conversions, they were 36th in the country, uh, giving up 34.6% of the time. Um, 10th in red zone defense, only allowing scores 73.8% of the time. Most of them were field goals. I think 11 field goals to 10 touchdowns, maybe. Uh, could be wrong on those numbers. Second in the country in sacks with 43. They were number one going into the final week of the season. Pittsburgh uh, has 45 to end the regular season. So um, turnover margin also plus eight, 16th in the country. I think that... You can look at this Louisville defense and say, well, Dalton, there are games this season to where the Cardinals defense looked absolutely horrible. I mean, Syracuse, um, Boston College, Florida State, 
you know, performances, especially against uh, maybe Boston College and Florida State, that you can make the case that the defense lost the game rather than the offense, although I think that the offense had some opportunities to put both of those games away, couldn't um, capitalize on turnovers, so on and so forth. But regardless, sure, there are a couple games where Louisville's defense really wasn't all that good, but it was early on in the season. I think that the progression that the team made, um, the decision from Brian Brown to just go absolutely all in and bring the house more often than not, you know, switch up the uh, blitzes, bring the house, um, utilize the Cardinals pass rush to fuel the defensive performance. It worked. As you saw, they were one of, if not the best team in terms of rushing the passer. Very, very solid in quarterback hurries. Uh, solid in uh, tackles for loss. I think that the secondary struggled um, when the Cardinals defense wasn't able to get home on opposing quarterbacks. Um, they were decent at uh, defending the rush, um, a little bit better in defending the pass, but top 40 in the country in yards per game. Um, what they did a lot was they bent but did not break. Uh, top 20 in the country and uh, only allowing just about 20 points per game to their opponents. To a very, very tough schedule, looking at the offenses that they played this season. Um, Syracuse hurt them. Florida State hurt them. Boston College hurt them. They took care of a decent Pittsburgh offense, especially a solid Pittsburgh rushing attack. Um, Sam Hartman, Wake Forest, came into that matchup at Cardinal Stadium, averaging over 40 points per game, only scored 21, and had a historic third quarter with like five or six turnovers. Um, one of the best defensive quarters I've ever seen in college football, probably one of the best defensive quarters in college football history. Um, Clemson did what they did, um, scored 31 points, but I still think the Louisville defense was respectable. And then Kentucky, a matchup that the Cardinals have had no answer for Mark Stoops offense over the past handful of matchups only gave up, um, 26 points and, um, I think that that was a respectable performance as well. So, yes, I think statistically, it's not the greatest. I think if you were just to look at the numbers, you would think, okay, maybe an A is a stretch. A minus at the best, probably a B plus. But I'm trying to factor in context as well when you focus on, you know, the reality that the defense had to win. Sorry, my ankle is absolutely itching with bug bites. Um, I went to Florida for Thanksgiving, and um, I don't know what it was, whether it was mosquitoes or other types of insects, but on the beach at night, my feet were just getting ate up by um, insects and definitely feeling that, um, you know, effects just a couple days later. But regardless, back on to the regular schedule programming. I apologize for going off on a tangent. But, um, yeah, I think that the context shows that Louisville's defense had to win games this season. When the season was on the line, two and three, it looked like um, the writing was on the wall that Scott Satterfield was not going to be the coach uh, in 2023. Um, you know, it didn't seem like it was going to be, but it could end up like 2018. Um, that the, it just seemed like the program was going to take a step back considerably. Three losses, two of them against teams you probably shouldn't have lost to, and then a tough remainder of the schedule. Um, four, or I'm sorry, five of the teams remaining on the schedule at the conclusion of the first half of the season were ranked at one point. 
No, granted, when the Cardinals played Pittsburgh, uh, Kentucky, and James Madison, all three of those teams were not ranked. But regardless, solid opposition. And the Cardinals' defense needed or did what needed to be done. Sure, uh, four and two in the last six games. They give 31 and 26 in the losses, respectively. But when you look at the last six games, 10 points to Pittsburgh um, against a very solid Pittsburgh rushing offense led by Israel Abanacanda. Only 21 points to Wake Forest to, at that point, was one of the best um, offenses in the ACC in the country, averaging over 40 points per game. The Cardinals' defense did what needed to be done there, only gave up 10 points to James Madison, handle business, and then NC State. Sure, I understand that <clears throat> that NC State was on a backup quarterback, well, actually a third-string quarterback because their backup got hurt uh, the week prior. But that uh, third string, um, well, actually a fourth string, I guess, uh, Finley, went on the road at number 17 North Carolina the next week and got the victory over the Tar Heels. So NC State, very solid defensive team. Obviously, it was tough for the Cardinals offense, but the Louisville defense did what needed to be done, only gave up 10 points. There was only one drive in that game that NC State's offense really had any momentum. So Louisville's defense, more often than not, rose to the occasion. And then you mix in the solid performances against Central Florida, a defensive performance that got the victory, uh, only gave up three points to South Florida, only 17 to Virginia. I think that this is an A for the Louisville defense. I don't think it's close. Very um, respectable season for the Cardinals' defense. Um, Brian Brown um, granted this performance performance throughout the season wasn't the greatest. Um, the defense still had flaws. I really do um, think that Brian Brown pretty much probably saved his job with a very solid defensive performance. Um, and with all of the criticism, he deserves his um, credit as well. I like the decision to bring the house and to blitz more often than not. So great decisions from Brian Brown, Wesley McGriff, Mark Ivy and company. So um, offense is a C. Defense is an A. What about the team overall? We'll talk about that here in the final segment of the show. Before we do that, I want to um, tell you all, obviously, that if you are watching this, you're not going to hear the audio implemented advertisements. But if you're listening to this on certain streaming services, you will. So just keep that in mind. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But with the final segment of the show, it's about giving the Final regular season grade for the Louisville Cardinals. A couple things to consider uh, when giving out this final grade. Um, the strength of schedule, obviously a, a tough schedule, 19th in the country. Um, the statistics, offensively, pretty pedestrian, middle of the pack in a lot of statistical categories. Defensively, towards the top half and pretty much every single parameter there is um not a great team in terms of penalties the 110th most penalized team in the country 
um, or actually uh, 110th in penalties per game, I should say. It's probably a better way to word it. Giving up or committing seven penalties per game and then the turnover margin plus eight, which is 16th in the country. That was an issue last year. So um, a couple different ways to look at this. Obviously, I'm prioritizing that strength of schedule, but you cannot ignore the fact that the team went 7-5 and five, uh, before the season. I said that the expectation and the the floor should be seven wins, in my opinion. I think that that should be the expectation. It would not surprise me to see this team get to eight or nine wins uh, before the bowl game. That did not end up happening uh, due to the rough start, the loss to Syracuse, uh, Florida State, Boston College, 0-3 to start conference play. So, um, yeah, you have to take that into the mix So I'll go ahead and say it only getting to seven wins. I don't think that there's anything higher than honestly a B achievable. I get it. The strength of schedule is solid, but I still don't think that with the returning talent that you had coming back from last year, the uh, one of the best pass rushers in the country and Yasir Abdullah, your starting defensive end, Ashton Gelati and Yaya Diaby, the starting linebackers, bringing in Momo Sinogo, um, you know, bringing in depth at the cornerback in the safety position, getting Kendrick Duncan Jr. back, uh, Keetra Clark back, uh, Chandler Jones, you know, so on and so forth. You look at the offensive side of the ball. Actually, Jermaine Lole, obviously he didn't play for the, for the course of the season, so it's hard to put that into the mix. Um, but offensively, Uh, Malik Cunningham back for yet another season in the Cardinals system, a solid running back room led by Tyon Evans, the Tennessee transfer, but Travion Cooley, Jalen Mitchell, Jawar Jordan, uh, both, or I'm sorry, all three back. Marshawn Ford is back. Four of the five starting offensive linemen returned with Brian Hudson being the player that played a majority of the snaps last year, and he slid into the starting center role. Wide receiver was a little questionable because you lost a lot. Justin Marshall, Tyler Harrell, Jordan Watkins, so on and so forth. You did bring in Tyler Hudson and D. Wiggins. You returned Amari Huggins-Bruce, uh, Braden Smith, um, you know, so on and so forth. But... I think that um, there was talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, Play calling hurt the offense throughout portions of the season. Um, Injuries as well, just lack of consistency, lack of execution. Defensively, um, there were times where pass coverage wasn't the greatest. The team struggled to stop the run, um, especially when the pass rush wasn't the um, greatest at times. But the team definitely answered the bell more often than not. So I take that into consideration. For me, I went back and forth here. I went back and forth between a C plus and a B minus. Um, I'm going to go with a B minus um, because that was my expectation um, for this team. Obviously, I think that, you know, there were aspects of this season that weren't the greatest. The offensive struggles were something that, um, you know, I put into consideration here. The strength of schedule probably takes it from being a C minus to a B or C plus to a B minus, not C minus to a B plus. That would be weird. A C plus to a B minus because of the offensive struggles, um, and losing games, toss up games against Boston college and Florida state that you should have won. 
and um, games against Kentucky that, um, you know, you've only put 13 points up against. I understand the injuries, but this was a year that was about results. There were no moral victories, moral losses. In year four of Scott Satterfield's tenure, it was about getting results. Started out really rough, but the team answered the bell. So I think it was sort of uh, on par season. Um, not great, but not bad. I mean, it was kind of right in the middle. It depends on um, how you look at the season. For me, it's a B-. minus. So um, offense, C. Um, defense, A. And um, the team as a whole, a B minus. Um, you could probably make the case for a B if you wanted to average the C and the A out. But with the offense just really struggling throughout, um, I think that um, the, even some of the wins weren't necessarily all that convincing. But still, wins are wins. So you take those. But uh, a B, B minus for the team as a whole. Um, that's going to wrap up this first episode on this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.